0: I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to episode 22 of the Simply Convivial audio blog. And now for a short but meaty focus session to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. Classical education is for life. In season four, we'll explore what classical education means and why it matters. A Liberal Arts Education An excellent book to read to understand the classical education movement and the liberal arts is The Liberal Arts Tradition by Kevin Clark and Ravi Jane. Between that book and also The Great Tradition, a compilation of writings on education from Plato to the modern day, I have come to a deeper understanding of the liberal arts aspect of a classical education, and that foundational understanding makes it easier to make choices when it comes time to plan curriculum. What I appreciate most about the liberal arts tradition is how the authors draw out classical education as a stream within each section of their book. They cover each liberal art beginning with what it meant in the classical setting, how it was studied in the medieval period, and then conclude with what the corresponding studies would look like in a contemporary setting. So what are the liberal arts? According to Ravi and Jane, they are, quote, the tools of learning. They're not subjects, not really. They are modes, ways of thinking, practices that teach us how to think and how to learn. They are not seven topics to study, but seven paths that prepare us for thinking, for philosophy, for virtue for life. They are the prerequisite skills for an understanding of the world. The seven liberal arts are grammar, logic, rhetoric, arithmetic, geometry, astronomy, and music. So let's talk about each one in turn. Grammar, knowing language. Quote, Dionysius Thrax, around 100 BC, defined grammar as knowledge of what is normally said by poets and prose writers. By the time of Quintilian, the study of grammar consisted of everything that was necessary for interpreting a text. Geography, history, and even what we might call hermeneutics. From the liberal arts tradition. Grammar teaches the skill of grasping concepts. It includes not only formal language grammar, the English and Latin, but also the material that informs our understanding, our grasping, of language, literature, and history. Grammar was taught so that Latin could be read, and Latin was read so that literature and history could be known. Quote, consider for example what a reader should know in order to properly interpret the Aeneid, and one will intuitively grasp the nature of grammar in its classical sense. So grammar encompasses the subjects of language learning, including grammar, but not limited to grammar, including literature, history, geography, and reading skills. Logic, using language. Quote, dialectic, however, is more than mere logic. For, as its etymology suggests, the study of dialectic involved dialogue. Logic, or dialectic, teaches the skill of reasoning, questioning, and thinking. It includes research and dialogue as dialectic modes. Logic is taught so that reasonable, stimulating, and edifying conversation may be had. Quote, reading Plato's dialogues, we find that the key to success in reasoning is the ability to ask the right questions rhetoric being persuasive with language. Quote, Cicero is famous both for his inimitable style as well as for providing the classic statement of the purpose of rhetoric, movere, docere, delectere, to move, to instruct, to delight. Whereas logic is more about expressing oneself correctly, rhetoric is about expressing oneself winsomely and beautifully. The persuasive essay, more than the book report, is part of rhetoric. Rhetoric could include the subjects of debate or media studies, as well as composition. Quote, Students studied rhetoric to learn how to be persuasive in their use of language by appealing to the reason, will, and affections of their audience. Arithmetic, using discrete numbers, math ability. Quote, Thus, a rigorous foundation, including extensive practice and drilling, would have provided a foundation for the skill of arithmetic. On the other hand, Rote memory and reproduction would not have qualified as an art, liberal or otherwise. For Nicomachus, deeply understanding the necessary connections and relationships among the numbers would have been an essential element of the liberal art of arithmetic. The first of the four number-centric quadrivium studies, arithmetic, comprises what we would know as elementary mathematics knowing the addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division facts, as well as how to figure all the long forms. However, classically, this was studied more than as rote facts, but as concepts to be able to imagine, understand, and see. It's not enough to get the right answer. We must also seek an understanding of the relationships between numbers that these operations can teach us if we spend more than a required 10 minutes of doing drills. That is, arithmetic studies should include playing with numbers. Quote, Students who encounter mathematics in wonder are far more likely to commit to the rigors of its work. Geometry, using spatial numbers, math in space. Quote, If we consider not just the content of geometry, but its forms throughout the ancient, medieval, and early modern milieus, it was almost universally identified with Euclid's elements. The quadrivium section of the liberal arts tradition evidences that the authors are math and science teachers, which is actually quite refreshing in the genre of classical education books. I understand the quadrivium so much better now. What it means and why it's important, and partly that's simply because the author's affection for the topic is evident. Quote Euclid is the epitome of deductive proof. While the trivium has the syllogism of dialectic, in quadrivium, Euclid's elements provides the paradigm of certain and airtight reasoning. Geometry studies is the study of geometry, but deductive reasoning is part and parcel of that study. Quote, thus a traditional approach to geometry is an excellent help for Christian classical educators seeking to teach students how to think and not just what to think. Astronomy, using arrays of number, math in time and space. Quote, astronomy was the best example of a mathematical system devised to contain a vast amount of observational data, historically and definitely classically. It has been astronomy that has been the area of study requiring the scientific method and abstract mathematics. Astronomy is about creating mathematical theories and systems that fit the observed data. So today, subjects under the heading of astronomy would include physics and mechanics. Music, using number harmonies and proportions. Math in time. Quote, moreover, the search for metaphysical harmony has continued to drive researchers in the 20th and 21st centuries. Music as a liberal art is not primarily about playing an instrument, but about seeking and seeing harmony of all sorts. Quote, as Leibniz, the co-founder of calculus said, quote, music is the joy that a soul takes in counting without realizing it. So subjects included under music would include not only music theory, but also calculus theoretic, economics, and cosmology. What if these subjects were considered under the domain of seeking harmony? Quote, all of reality is laden with mathematically proportional relationships. If you are interested at all in a historically sound classical education, the liberal arts tradition by Kevin Clark and Ravi Jain is a must read. The liberal arts tradition provides a rich yet readable explanation of what the liberal arts truly have been And should still be. And now it's time for this season's simple sanity saver a morning prep sheet. When do you use a prep sheet? A morning prep sheet is an attitude focusing tool. It's simple and straightforward, and maybe even a little silly. But I promise you, it's crazy effective. So, when do I use my prep sheet? I've had several scenarios that work. Sometimes I've read a page of my selected favorite quotes in my early morning reading before the kids are up. Sometimes I do it while everyone is gathering for morning time. Sometimes instead I read a prep sheet as the kids are dismissed from morning time and putting their things away so that I can move into the next, more intense part of our day with focus. Sometimes I capture copy a snippet at lunch. When doesn't matter as much as the repeated revisiting of the same great thoughts. It's the returning again and again that builds up and makes a difference over time. Repetition is the key. The art of homeschooling is all about choosing to repent, rejoice, and repeat every day with direction, conviction, connection, motivation, and expectation. In fact, those are the names of the five modules. Download your own free prep sheet at simplyconvivial.com audio and use discount code PODCAST to get $10 off the art of homeschooling. You'll love it, or I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also hit the share button on the show notes and share this episode with your Facebook friends. At simplyconvivial.com audio... You can find all the episodes and the free morning prep sheet. Remember, education is repentance. Repent, rejoice, repeat.